This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 49ers web zone, No Huddle Podcast, partnered with Odyssey. I am Brian Rennick. I am joined by the great Al Sacco. And joining us, moving from the porcelain throne to the podcast throne, uh, Mr. Zane Nackvi. Zane, uh, physically, how are you feeling today, buddy? I can't, I can't believe you use that on air, dude. <laughs> Zane, Zane has Ebola for our listeners there. I don't have Ebola. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I had a hell of a stomach flu. <laughs> but he's what back. He really he's coming through pain. Zane, Zane, did you go on a cruise? Because that's typically where the norovirus just absolutely lives. It's just on cruises. No, but uh, we went to a gathering where like six other people got sick. So um, brutal. Yeah, including like my daughter got sick, man. It was it was rough. But yeah, on the mend. Yeah. uh, Feeling good. uh, Feeling a little bit lighter, which is great. Lost some pounds. But damn it, I want to do a podcast intro. Like it's been three weeks since I've done one and I can't do one unless they win. So they got to win this right? Right. That's right. That's right. It is uh, Zane is our victory. Well, I was to say victory Monday, but at the very least, just victory intro. And uh, it's it's been a minute since you've been able to do one. So uh, let's let's hope that uh, that that this week is the week. Uh, but before we preview week eight against the Rams, uh, we were going to have a special guest today. Uh, Jason Aponte of Niners Nations was supposed to join or Niners Nation, excuse me, was supposed to join us. Uh, but he is sick today, so uh, he was on we the didn't same get Jason. Was, apparently, there it is. We didn't get You're Jason, but we did get Na- we did get Zane back, so we're we're good to go there. Uh, but one of the things we were going to do uh, with Jason, and, and and we will still do it today, is kind of take a look at the state of the franchise, or at the very least, the state of the 2022 season for the 49ers, and 
Al, right before we we started talking, you wanted to talk about kind of like the the ups and downs that this season has provided. And uh, I like to use a term. And so I'm going to get you uh, to expound on that. But uh, what we've realized is that the 49ers in this 2022 season, uh, the one thing that they've been for us is emotional terrorists. What do we mean by that? Yeah, and not only in the 2022 season, but I think the Kyle Shanahan era in this past week or so was kind of a perfect example of that because you have like this massive excitement with Christian McCaffrey, right? And I think the fan base was as excited as I can remember about anything. And then then you go to Sunday and all of a sudden it's this massive letdown where it was a really sobering experience where you played, everybody's hoping the Niners are a Super Bowl team. Well, they played a Super Bowl team and they looked like a JV squad versus varsity, frankly. And that's a little bit sobering. So you had this massive letdown. And, you know, it's funny when when you think back to 2017, right, when Shanahan got hired, everybody's super excited, right? And then they're one in 10 and it's a letdown. But then Jimmy comes in and you're five and oh. And again, there was so much excitement around the franchise. And then they start one and two in 2018 and he blows out his ACL and it's a lost season. But we draft Nick Bosa in 2019 was this great year and they're going to win the Super Bowl, right? They're up by 10 in the fourth quarter and they lost the Super Bowl, but it's okay because there's going to be a revenge tour and we got the team coming back and then everybody gets hurt in your six and 10, but that's okay. They're looking at Watson and Stafford and they're going to bring in Trey Lance and there's just going to be a whole new quarterback and a better team. And then we get Jimmy again for a year and they make a run, but it's the result we all kind of thought it would be. They fell short. So it's super excitement to massive disappointment, and it just keeps going and going and going and going. And maybe Rams week, maybe we get some more excitement, only maybe to be let down again. So that's just kind of where we are right now. And I think um, before I even told Brian I wanted to talk about this, he, he used the term emotional terrorism. And I, <laughs> that's how I feel. I, I feel emotionally terrorized right now. Man, if you think about it, like the, the 49ers are like the Jimmy Garoppolo of teams, aren't they? Just just the wild ups and downs, right? Just roller coaster. They're literally the Jimmy Garoppolo of teams, right? Like sometimes they'll give you hope and you're like, hey, we may have something here. And then other times they just do crushing things to you, right? But I, I wanna I wanna talk about last season a little bit. And the Niners, if if they lose, I don't know if they're gonna lose on Sunday, but if they do lose, they're three and five going into the bye. Same exact point they were last <sighs> year. And that's kind of hard to reconcile knowing the roster that they have right now and knowing that they probably should have won several of the games that they have lost. Like the chiefs game, fine. Like we, all three of us, like, well, I mean, Brian, you, you picked the, you picked the Niners to win, but like Al and I, (laughs) I think, I think you went with your heart, but your mind, in your mind, like you probably knew that like it was going to be a tough sell. Right. So we knew that they they probably weren't going to beat the chiefs, but all the other losses that they've had were, they're all winnable games. They're teams that they should have beat. And to be sitting even like one game above what you were last year at the bye. And last year was a, was a total train wreck before the bye. They were awful last year. I think that we should probably understand that like they need to win this game more for a psychological sense, because if they are sitting at three and five after all, you know, the talent that they've added and everybody that's come back and the talented roster that they have this year and the potential that they've shown on defense specifically, to be stuck at three and five would be a major letdown. So I think that it's not a must win because the NFC is just, just hot garbage this year and nobody's separating themselves besides the <laughs> Eagles who keep making trades, by the way, like Robert Quinn, like I mean, they're just, they're just loading up, right? Like it's unbelievable, but 
nobody's really separating themselves outside of outside of a couple of teams at the top, and especially in this division. But I really think psychologically they need to win this game because going into the bye, you have you can get healthier. You have guys coming back. Jason Brett was activated from PUP this week. He's he's going to be hopefully with the team for the rest of the season. Jimmy Ward is going to be moving to a new spot. We'll talk about that a little bit. But I just I don't know. I don't know if it's a must win, but it's a very very nice to have win if they can. Yeah, it's definitely um, <laughs> three and five is not is not where you want to be. Three and four is not where you want to be. Let's be perfectly honest. And I realized uh, somebody tweeted out or somebody asked on Twitter yesterday, like, what are you in terms of like your 49ers predictions this season? And I realized that I'm three and four, just like the 49ers. And I was like, man, such a homer. Because what that means is I've picked the 49ers in every game so far this season. So obviously I expected them to go undefeated at this point. <laughs> Uh, but they have not, as as we know. But, you know, I also had a bit of a revelation as we were talking about, you know, you said Jimmy Gar- or the 49ers are the Jimmy Garoppolo of franchises. I'm pretty certain in an episode like last episode or maybe one before we talked about how Kyle Shanahan is the Jimmy Garoppolo of head coaches. And the revelation yeah. I had is maybe maybe what it is, is you are whatever your quarterback is. And if your quarterback is that, then that's what you are as a team. And Honestly, that's what you are as a coach. And so, you know, I, I know that that Al and I had a fair amount of uh, ire to point at Shanahan's way uh, this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I genuinely think that part of it is just simply that he just doesn't have the quarterback that he wants or needs uh, to run this offense to the level that 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 he wants to. And so it it feels like these offensive woes have a lot more to do with him. I'll say um, just not knowing how to call the game with, with a guy that he can't trust. And and it's obvious that he doesn't. Now, what I don't understand is he spent an entire season doing it last year. So why, why is this season so much different? But I'm not sure. Uh, but I do know this. I do know this. The 49ers have historically under Kyle Shanahan been a second half team. And patterns and trends, they are what they are. I don't want to hang my hat on on that, on that idea that they are a second-half team in the season. They are not a second-half team in games, uh, or at least, again, not this season. But this, th- this to end this, this what, what I would consider a nightmare stretch to start the season with a victory over the Rams, to go into the bye with some good vibes, right? As, as hopefully, you know, Christian McCaffrey has a great game. I assume that he's going to be a large part of the game plan. Hopefully the, the defense kind of writes the ship a little bit, which they tend to always do against this Rams team. Like just going into the bye with just a little bit of goodwill, I think will go a long way for this team as we gear up for what is hopefully a, a playoff run. Zane, I got to disagree with you with the, the NFC is hot garbage. We talked about it on the last show. I went through the um, playoff teams. The Giants are winning 10 games. The Giants have Detroit. The Giants have Washington twice, and they have Houston, I believe. Um, Dallas, I think, is good enough where they're going to win 10 games. So I think the Niners have to win the division. That's that's where I'm going right now. I, I don't know that – I don't think 9-8 and eight is going to get a playoff spot. I don't know if 10 and seven will either. It depends on tiebreakers and things like that. So I do think they have to win a division. And Brian, to your point a little bit where I, I, again, I just have to disagree a little bit is yeah. Quarterback's very important, but 
does Brian Dable have the quarterback he wants? He's six and one. Good Did point. Mike McCarthy have Dak Prescott? They're they're five and two. You know, and and again, the the, the quarterback is important, and you're not going to win long term without one, obviously. But I think one of my, and look, we did, we talked about Shanham at nauseum. Just one of the excuses that's always there. Well, he's got, he played with a backup quarterback. Okay. Well, other teams do too, or other teams don't have the QB that they need too. And I'm not saying he should go 11 and five or 11 and six now, whatever, with a backup quarterback, but they're atrocious. It's like, what is it? Seven and 30 or whatever the hell it is. So it's like one of those things too, again, it just goes back to like, if you're the offensive genius, why is nothing translating? Why is nothing being coached up on the field? Yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled you're scheming everything up. Why is everything, why is our things are not working on the field? So I'm just to the point in, in again, maybe it's the New York fan in me, you know, the Yankees, for those of you guys who don't pay attention, right. Or, you know, to East coast stuff. Um, the Yankees just made the ALCS and Yankee fans literally want everyone fired. It's just kind of, I don't know. It's kind of the mindset here, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if it's different, but that's kind of where I am with Shanahan. Like, look, I understand there's been excuses and a lot of them are very valid. I understand there's been injuries. I understand there's been issues, but where I am with you right now with Kyle, I'm tired of the inconsistencies. You have a terrific roster. If you're that great of an offensive coach, it should translate to the field a little bit more than it has. So I'm done with the excuses. I want to see results. It's where I'm at. I want the to see thing- a playoff team this year. And yeah. if you didn't do it, then next year, you know what? You're on the hot seat. If you don't do it next year, we're on to the next coach. That's kind of where I am with it right now. I also, I also bristle when, when you, when people defend him by saying, well, but what about the quarterbacks? And, and, and my response to that is who's responsible for bringing the quarterbacks in? They're who's responsible right. for You're choosing right. who plays quarterback? It's Kyle right. Shanahan. It's Kyle Shanahan. And so, yeah, Sure. Has he has has he had to play with a lot of backup quarterbacks? Absolutely. I mean, you could argue that, you know, he hasn't had a, a, a he hasn't had a QB that isn't a QB two, right? Even with Jimmy Garoppolo playing, and that's a little shade, but it is what it is. But Kyle Shanahan's the one that picks the quarterbacks. Also, who's responsible for coaching up those quarterbacks? Who's responsible for picking the coach who coaches up those quarterbacks? So. You know, I, I, there isn't a business on this planet that if if it if it underperforms uh, profit wise, that you know a CEO gets six years and then each year, yeah, but what about this? Yeah, but what about this? No, they get fired. They get fired. And this is a money making business. Let's not front on that. That's what a football team is. It's a money making endeavor. And so, you know, I think he's had more than enough uh, chances to you know, to, to kind of prove himself. And, and I don't know that, I don't know that he has now, again, the argument will be, well, he took a team to the super bowl. They've been to two NFC championship games. Sure. I, you're right. They have, but what, what about the seasons when they didn't do that? Right. Th- those are two seasons. We're in year six, right? What did they do outside of that? That's great. But also, and then also did they, did they win those games? They won one NFC championship game. And we will probably celebrate that in what 20 <laughs> it's 2029, right? That's but, uh, relevant. Yeah. And then, and then hang, be, we only hang Super Bowl banners here. Right. Isn't that what and, then, uh, 
Mike Holmgren's grandson will be coaching the team and then they'll bring back Kyle and then we'll have the same debate on whatever social media platform. Like, who is the better coach? <laughs> yeah, Ned Ned Holmgren or, or Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, whatever, years from now, whatever the hell. The, oh my goodness. Yeah. It's just, you know, but this is just the first time we talked about it last show too. I just think people are genuinely, fans are genuinely frustrated and it's okay. Like, I feel like, if, if you are a fan and you want to see, you expect teams to win Super Bowls. And I feel like if you're a 49ers fan, you should hold them to, the, to that expectation, even though it's been a while. So it's okay to be frustrated and it's okay to um, demand more. And I think, you know, a lot of people want to say, who would you hire to replace him? We're not saying we want him fired right now. That's not what I'm saying. We're saying that you need to, right. we need results right now. And in terms of, you know, you have to see who comes up in, in hiring cycles and things like that. Nobody was talking about Nick Sirianni a couple of years ago. Dable's been a hot name for a year or two, but you know, three years ago, things you know, guys come up. There are other coaches out there, and that's the thing. It's like everybody's like, "Well, another thing that gets to me is when people say, well, you remember what it was like before Kyle? Well, I remember what it was like with Walsh and Seifert and Mariucci. I remember, I remember that. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like it's the end all be all because you had bad coaches for a little while. I remember what it was like with Harbaugh. The Niners have had more good. I know it's it, there was a bad bunch in there, but over the last forty years, the Niners have had five good coaches really have they've maybe had six bad ones but if he's not getting it done like bill parcells you are what you are and right now this is a great roster that's underachieving and if they continue not saying they're going to they could win the super bowl this year i don't know it could change but if they continue to underachieve yes the conversation has to be had going into next season that it's kind of a do or die year for him in my opinion but like zane you said it's a different year but they were three and five last year they did change it around could they do it again this year? We'll see. I think it's going to be harder to get in the playoffs, even though maybe the NFC isn't as good, if that makes sense, because the records, I think, are going to be better. Yeah. And, and that's also that, not front. This is a better team this year than last year. 100%. They are. Yeah. They're, they're a much better team this year. Overall, from, from top to bottom, they're a much better team. But I, I do want to caution by saying this, that everybody points to last year and the turnaround in the second half. It's like a lot had to go right for them to be able to, to pull that off, right? Like you had it. You had a game against Dallas where basically your defense locked them up and, and just held on by the skin of your teeth because Dak Prescott ran the ball when he should have thrown it at the end. And then you had that blocked uh, punt for a touchdown in Green Bay uh, that got you to the championship game. So I, I think that the the theme, though, is here that that if you just get into the tournament, anything can happen. And I think that that's what the goal should be, Al. Like, I, I really agree mm-hmm. with that, that just make the playoffs and then we'll see what happens because we know, we know they're not going to be a top seed this year. We know that, right? They're too far back at this right. point. But they can still get a home game with the division win, and that's how they're going to have to win the win, uh, get in the playoffs. I mean, right now Seattle's sitting up top. I don't believe in Seattle. I just think that that's kind of a kind of an aberration over there. But I will say this, and people will flame me for this, and I'll probably flame myself because I hate Pete Carroll. But look at the job <laughs> Pete Carroll has done in Seattle. Look at what he's done up there with Geno Smith, who's been. Exactly. Just a, like a roster that nobody said anything about. We were talking about the roster as one of the, the, the more poor rosters in the league, like a bottom 10 roster. He has got them playing their asses off up there. They just beat the Chargers. They, they just mollywop the Chargers in L.A. And the Chargers are a good football team. And they just absolutely stomped them. And they're leading the division now. I don't think they're going to stay there because I just don't think that they'll have the ability to keep it up through the season. But at this point, they're competitive. They play hard. They limit their mistakes, and they capitalize on opportunities from the other team. Like, and this is what Pete Carroll has always done. This is how they got good in the first place. And and my question to you guys is that if you swapped, I'm not saying we should 
fire Kyle Shanahan, right? But I'm just saying, just for example purposes, if we swapped Pete Carroll and Kyle Shanahan and put Pete Carroll in charge of this team, what would they be? Like, what would they what be? What would their record be right now? Yeah, what would their record be right now? Great point. I think he's a better I think they'd, I would say, I think they'd have no more than two losses. Right. So if I that. think that, like, and look, Pete Carroll's, like you said, Pete Carroll's a Hall of Fame coach. Those, those guys don't grow on trees, right? But that being said, I think that there's nothing wrong with asking more out of a head coach that's supposed to be a genius, right? At some point, you will have to, the, the advantage that Kyle Shanahan provides has to start showing itself offensively. And the whole quarterback thing, like I know we talked about it a little, you know, a while back right now, but like that, that is his responsibility too. Whenever I hear about Kyle Shanahan, it's about like, oh, play calling, offensive mind. This, that's not his only job. He's not an offensive coordinator. He is the head coach. Right. It is his strategy. He is, like you said, the CEO of this of this group on the field. The on field CEO. I'm not talking about the 49ers entity. He's the CEO of what happens on the field, meaning he's in charge of the strategy. The correction, the course correction when people mess up. He's in charge of the game plan, what how he wants the game to flow. He's in charge of the roster in terms of who he wants active. He's in charge of all of that stuff. And if he's not and they're they're struggling, then that's a problem. Then you need somebody who will take charge and fix those things. And I'm not saying again, I'm not saying Kyle should be fired, but I'm saying that this is what I want to see out of him in year six. And if he's not that guy, Al, like you said, like next year. It sucks because that'll be Trey's first full year as a starter, and he's going to have his up and downs. And if they don't do well next year, then he's firmly on the hot seat. I, I truly believe that, regardless yeah. of what they do this year, if they don't win the if they don't win the Super Bowl this year. And for people who who you know, Brian, you said two losses. If people are like, oh well, how do you figure that? Well, here's how you figure that. If you look at the Niners' four losses, they were pretty much in these games or close to it going into the second half, right? Is that fair to say for the four losses? Or even going, going into the fourth, game. or even going into the yeah. fourth quarter. <clears throat> in, in these, right in these games, and this is from Nick Nick Wagoner, the 49ers second half this season, they're negative 33 in second half scoring, 28th oh in the God. NFL. Seven second half turnovers, fourth most. Turnover margin of negative five, second worst. 6.57 offensive points, 26th in the NFL. And an offensive EPA of negative 1807, 28th in the NFL. So once they get kind of get past those those scripted plays and adjustments are made after halftime. This team is shitting the bed. Who's who does that fall on the coaching? Right. I mean, I, I don't know how, where else you could put it. And it's, it's happened consistently this season in the second half, they're shitting the bed and they're losing because of it. Something well, it's, and, again, there's a disconnect somewhere. Yeah. And not only that, but <clears throat> this team is consistently one of the most injured. This team is consistently one of the most penalized. This team is consistently one of the most inconsistent. And that is all that all points to coaching. As Herm Edwards said, you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen, right? When it comes to those penalties, you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. And so again, we're not, we're not saying like we would like to see Kyle Shanahan fired mid-season. Not what we're saying. I don't even want to see him fired after this season. What we're saying is. I would, I would really like to see Kyle Shanahan get better. And just mm -hmm. like his quarterback, I don't know that he has since being here, right? Has his game in-game management gotten better? Has his, uh, you know, has his red zone offense gotten better? Has his uh, game management gotten better? Like all these things, all these little things, right? And so it, again, like Zane said, Kyle Shanahan is not the offensive coordinator. He is the head coach. 
And I know that he probably spends a lot of his time coordinating this offense, game planning, things of that nature. And maybe part of the problem is he started to allow that to happen a little bit more with Mike McDaniel and uh, Mike uh, LaFleur, right? Handed a lot of that game planning off to those guys. And now both those guys are gone. So maybe he's tried to, to, or maybe he's had to pick up the slack there. And that's part of why we see some of what we see this season. But I mean, the, the reality is, is you, you, and Al said it earlier, Bill Parcells, you are what your record says you are. And right now this team is a losing team. They're three and four, right? Can they write the ship? Here's what I wanted to do before we move on to previewing. Um, we kind of talked about the playoff picture, right? And, and honestly, it's not even too soon to talk about it because like you said, Al, it really, really looks like three teams are coming out of the NFC East, which means that there's going to be one wild card available to the South, the North, and the West, which makes it even more imperative that that this team wins, uh, you know, wins the uh, wins the West. And so, um, let's look at uh, the schedule moving forward. Um, and so here we are, right? This is, this is where, this is where we're at. 